Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, June 9th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As we mentioned at the end of yesterday's episode, we will not have a full normal Today on Broadway today. Instead, we will have an over-hour-long conversation that Ashley and I had along with the great Robbie Rizal, predicting every single category of the Tony Awards. We also decided that there would be some sort of competition with the winner to get something in August when I'm back in New York. We haven't decided what that will be. That will be coming in just a few minutes, but there was a bit of information that was announced on Thursday that I wanted to make sure that you all had ahead of time. They announced most, I'm assuming, of the performers, if not all of the performers, that will be taking place at the Tony Awards this weekend. We know that every single show that is nominated for either Best Musical or Best Musical Revival will have a performance. That means we will see production numbers from Camelot, Into the Woods, and Juliet, Kimberly Akimbo, New York, New York, Parade, Shucked, Some Like It Hot, and Sweeney Todd. But that is not all. We will also have a performance from last year's Best Leading Actress in a Musical, Jakina Kolakongo. I'm guessing that might be the In Memoriam segment. They didn't especially say, but when it's just one person performing, that is usually what it is. There will also be performance in celebration of Joel Gray and John Kander, the 2023 Lifetime Achievement Tony Award winners. And we will also get production numbers from two other musicals currently on Broadway. First, last year's revival of Funny Girl, which is obviously not eligible for any Tony Awards this year, but Leah Michelle will get to perform. I'm assuming she's going to be the one performing uh, on the show. And A Beautiful Noise, which was not nominated for any Tonys this year. We are still not 100% sure what either the Tony Awards or Tony Awards Act 1, which is the pre-show that will happen on Pluto TV beginning at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, are going to look like, but this does start to fill in a little bit of the gaps. We are getting at least 13 performances. I don't know if we're going to get anything from Ariana DeBose, who is the host, whether there will be some sort of opening number or not, but uh, at least 13 performances as we know of now. Moving on to some real quick news. In her podcast on Thursday, Sarah Silverman talked about the development of her musical, The Bedwetter. She discussed the fact that they recently just completed a three-week workshop in which they did a lot of work on the show, including turning it into a one-act. She also says that the show will eventually be coming to Broadway. She went on to say, oh, maybe we're not supposed to say that. I think that was more of like, knock on wood, don't jinx it, you're not supposed to say it, rather than we have a plan that I'm not supposed to talk about yet. But nonetheless, this show is still moving forward and work is still very much uh, happening on the show. Got a couple real quick casting stories that I wanted to let you know. Following on the heels of Neil Patrick Harris's run in Peter Pan Goes Wrong on Broadway, the next special guest star was announced. Former Office and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and current co-host of the Great American Baking Show, Ellie Kemper, will step into the role of Francis from June 20th through June 25th. Neil Patrick Harris went on quite longer than his initial run had been slated for, so maybe Ellie goes longer than that, but at least for one week starting on Tuesday the 20th. One more announcement in this section. Yesterday, the Classic Stage Company made one more big announcement for its star-studded upcoming revival of I Can Get It For You Wholesale. We previously talked about the fact that not only are Santina Fontana and Judy Kuhn going to be on the show, but they are also welcoming Adam Chandler Barrett, Eddie Cooper, uh, Greg Hildreth, uh, Rebecca Naomi Jones, Sarah Steele, and others. There are still more casting announcements to be made, 
But in the role of Miss Marmalstein, which of course Barbara Streisand made famous in her Broadway debut at the age of 19, will be 2023 Tony nominee Julia Lester. So I, we talked about the fact like this is insane to be able to see this show at all, let alone with this cast. So of course I did what I do and I went ahead and paid the 50 bucks to get a classic stage company subscription so i will definitely be going to see this when it begins performances on october 10th with an official opening on october 30th i just happened to so be coming into town on october 9th already to see merrily we roll along and sondheim's new musical that's going to be happening at the shed so this will work perfectly i'll uh, grab a ticket for as early in the run as possible Okay, one last thing, a feel-good recommendation before we head into all of the nominations. New York, New York released uh, the entire video for Wine and Peaches, which is the very fun tap dance number that they do basically on the scaffolding of a skyscraper being built. So check that out in the show notes. a really, really fun number. Don't know if they might do this at the Tonys, but I would guess if they are releasing this ahead of time, they will not be. So this will be another chance to be able to see that number. All right, that is all that I have for you. Let me send you over to basically me. I'm going to be introducing it. But me, Ashley, and Robbie talking about our Tony Awards predictions. I'm independently owned and operated. The only thing around here that's incorporated. I do it all and it's fine by me. I'm a one-woman whiskey dynasty. Welcome to the 2023 Tony Awards prediction episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. Not only am I joined, as I always am, by the great and the good arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. Hello, Ashley. How Correct. are you? Hello, Matt. I'm good. Thank you for asking. But on this episode, we are also joined by not a special guest, the special guest, the Matt. the man, the myth, the legend, the diva himself, Diva Robbie Rizal. Robbie, thank you for jumping on uh, to talk about the Tony Awards with us. What a damn joy to be back. It is. Uh, it might not be on the airwaves as much as we would like, but you are never far from our hearts. We are going to go through Thanks. every single yeah. Tony Award category, <laughs> and we are going to make our predictions for what we think will win. We will also maybe throw in what we would like to win, uh, what we wish maybe was nominated but isn't. We will obviously probably be focusing more on some of the bigger, more high-profile categories, but we'll get into a little bit of everything, especially for the more controversial categories, uh, uh, especially if we have a disagreement. But I'm also going to be keeping track of Never. these. Um, I don't know. Do we want to do some sort of wager as to what we you know who wins or anything you guys uh, we hadn't talked about this at the time but yeah i like gifts so yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> my okay. venmo is ashley dash steves <laughs> all right so well, feel free i will be in town in august so um can't help himself well, right, it's sure. Grace's fault. It's it's my favorite band is playing <laughs> in New York in yeah. August, and Grace, who is like the only person I know who actually knows who this band is, so we're gonna go see him at the City Winery. But um, I'll be in town, so we'll we'll come up with some sort of thing to happen uh, in August when I'm in town. But let's start with these design categories, and let's start with sound design of a play. The nominees for this category are. 
Jonathan Deans and Taylor Williams for Ain't No Mo, Carolyn Downing for Life of Pi, Joshua D. Reed for A Christmas Carol, and Ben Ringham and Max Ringham, both for A Doll's House and Prima Facie. Uh, Robbie, you are our guest here. What is your pick in best sound design of a play? I think it's going to be A Christmas Carol, Joshua D. Reed. Mm-hmm. The the sound was stunning throughout. Um, and you know, as uh, Jefferson Mays was, you know, careening from character to character, mm-hmm. uh, you heard every word crystal clear, but also there was so much like um, uh, uh, ambient noise, et cetera, that was so much a part of the, the piece that I don't see a world where that's not the winner. Correct. Yeah. That you agree is with that? also my pick. Also my pick, 100%. And it's one of the few things that A Christmas Carol is nominated for, and I feel like it probably should have gotten more nominations. Agreed. I feel like that's a pretty sound one to me. No pun intended, but pun also intended. What's interesting about this is is that it has not been winning all of the precursor awards. Uh, yeah. Ben and Max for Doll's House have been winning. Um, yeah. If I had to choose by preference, I would say – a Christmas Carol, Joshua D. Reed, but I yeah. think A Doll's House um, is going to win. So my official prediction will be A Doll's House. I didn't get to see A Doll's House, so like I, I also can't speak to that because I don't know how the sound is designed for that show. There's a lot of like underscoring, and it's it's crystal clear. The audio is really well done. Like there's nothing else really going on, so you have to be able to hear it really well, uh, and you can. But there is some underscoring, which kind of makes it uh you know pretty interesting. So uh, I think that's going to win just because uh, I think it's going to have a little bit of momentum because it's probably going to win best revival. So mm-hmm. I think that you might get a little bit of an edge there. But let's go over to Best Sound Design of a Musical. And for that category, yes. the nominees are Kai Harada for New York, New York, Scott Learer and Alex Newman for Into the Woods, Gareth Owen for Anne Juliet, John Shivers for Shucked, and Nevin Steinberg for Sweeney Todd. Uh, Ashley, we'll start with you on this one. What yeah. uh, are you going with? I have very strong opinions on Nevin Steinberg winning for Sweeney Todd. Uh, The first time that I saw it, and so far the only time I've seen Sweeney Todd, um, the major thing I walked away from the show, and I have many problems with that revival, as we've talked about, um, but I think the sound design of that show is pretty much perfect, especially when you have a large orchestra. Don't! We must have seen different shows! We clearly did, yeah. The sound design? Yeah, it of was all the not things? good. It was not very good. No, when I, saw I it. don't agree with that at all. Especially when you have a large orchestra, and I heard every track the way that I wanted to hear those tracks. Maybe so you sat in a different place. That's my pick. Yeah. I'll get a better seat then. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <to tell you? laughs> Robbie, Robbie, what's your pick in this category? Thanks so much, uh, Gareth Owen <laughs> and Juliet. Hmm. That sound is extraordinary in there, and. Yeah. For a pop musical, you hear every lyric, again, crystal clear, uh, which you can't say for a lot of the things nominated. Um, but uh, this person did it right, and you hear everything, including like the um, the harmonies and stuff. It's very tight. It's very good. I really don't have an opinion on other than Sweeney Todd, which I did not think the sound design was very good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them I thought were good. They were fine. Uh I, the Into the Woods won the drama desk, uh, and I think I will just go with that because it does have an onstage band to yeah, kind of play with the people on there. And there's the sound effects. There's the all the giant stuff. And, 
you know, Annie Golden dragging the mic on stage and doing the the giant voice. So I guess I guess I will go with that. Um, But I have no strong feelings there at all, to be honest with you. Um, I could see it being shucked or whatever. So, um, Mm. yeah. So anyway. All right. So let's move on to the next category of lighting design of a play. The nominees are Neil Austin for Leopoldstadt, Natasha Shivers for Prima Facie, John Clark for A Doll's House, Bradley King for Fat Ham, Tim Lutkin for Life of Pi, Jen Schriever for Death of a Salesman, and Ben Stanton for A Christmas Carol. Now, um, I want to point out that Prima Facie did win the drama desk, but they included Willie Williams in there, who is the video designer. So this is a little bit different. So it's harder to look at that precursor award and oh, say, this I is, this is what the difference is. Um, to me personally, I would go a Christmas Carol. Um, I don't know that I'm going to predict yeah. that, but, um, what do you guys think? Uh, Robbie, where do you, are you going to go Christmas Carol again? I'm going to Christmas Carol, which I think I saw with you. I think we saw it together. We did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Again, I the everything was working at the top of its game for that production of Christmas Completely. Carol. It's one of the best things I saw this year. And every design element really added to it, specifically from starting with just him striking that match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. Just a little Absolutely. illumination. Right. So that's that's where I'm going. Ben Stanton, Tony Award for you. You did it. You did it. You did it, Ben. I'm, you did it, Ben. I'm in the same boat. I really don't have any strong opinions regarding the lighting design of any of these other than A Christmas Carol, which I pretty much second everything you just said. And I mean, obviously, you have Jefferson Mays' performance, which is exceptional, but the design of that show amplifies it so much more. All right. I'm, I'll agree. I'm going with uh, Ben Stanton for <laughs> Thanks. Christmas Carol. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I think I think really the but I, Robbie actually got me with like the show opens up with no lights on. Yeah, and, and they go into Ugh. candles. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. damn cool. So let's go with that. Um, pretty great. Uh, all right, best lighting design of a musical: Ken Billington for New York, New York; Lap Chi Chu for Camelot; Heather Gilbert for Parade; Howard Hudson for Anne Juliet, and then. Natasha Katz is nominated for both Some Like It Hot and Sweeney Todd. Um, I'll go first on this one. I have famously said here and in person to many people that I've talked about, I loved everything about New York, New York, except for the book and the score of New York, New York. Um, yeah, so I, I liked everything about it except for the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what I, I feel like. All the design, all the choreography, the performances were really good. So I'm going to go with Ken Balington here. I think that this is this is actually going to win a couple of technical awards, uh, but I think this will be the first one. Uh, Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I think it should win a couple of technical awards, and that's kind of about it. I usually pick Natasha Katz, but I'm not partial to a lot of Sweeney's design and some like it hot Robbie and I saw together and it was a lot of fun, but I'm not picking it for design categories. I don't think so. I'm probably going with New York, New York as well as, as uh resistant as I am to do so. Let me say, yeah. New York, New York 
New York, New York is the most the musical, right? It's, <laughs> and it's, everything it's a lot. But what's so wonderful about the lighting of New York, New York is that beautiful Manhattan hen scene. Mm-hmm. And that is all a trick of lighting, right? Where the only, the only sort of upset, I think, would be Anne Juliet, which manages to have yeah. uh, pop music, like pop concert lighting without blinding you. Unlike a yeah. lot of other yeah, yeah, yeah. shows of that ilk, um, it's it's really really well lit and designed, and also like the Camelot lighting. I mean, there there's not much to light because that stage is basically empty, so they're doing a lot with mm-hmm. lighting and projection. Um, but I think it's Ken Billington's to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're all in agreement there. Um, Yay, let's go to we did cost- it. <laughs> costume design there had to be of one. A play. Yeah. Uh, costume design of a play. This one gets interesting uh, because the first nominee is Nick Barnes, Finn Caldwell, and Tim Hatley for Life of Pi. The Tony administration committee did rule that for this category, they are including all of the puppetry in the costume category. That is not something yeah. that happens every year. A lot of times puppetry is like given its own special Tony, but I feel feel like they put their thumb on the scale here by putting mm-hmm. the puppetry in mm-hmm. the costume category. But the rest of the nominees are uh, Dominique Fallhill for Fat Ham, uh, Brigitte Reifenstuhl for Leopold Stott, and Emilio Sosa for both Ain't No Mo and Goodnight Oscar. So as I said, I, I'm going Life of Pi because yeah. it has an unfair Easy. advantage. Yeah, yeah, honestly, there's not even a discussion. Okay, great. Yeah, Moving on. I- I was going to say, generally, I would have gone with Emilio Sosa for Ain't No Mo because I just love that show across the board, but it's yeah. it's not even close. Like, it has mm-hmm. to be Life of Pi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best costume design of a musical, Greg Barnes for Some Like It Hot, uh, Sophia Choi and Clint Ramos for K-pop, Susan Hilf- uh, Hilferty for Parade, Jennifer Moeller for Camelot, Paloma Young for Anne Juliet, and, and Donna Zakowski for New York, New York. Uh, Robbie, what do you have here? Uh I think I think it's going to be Greg Barnes for some like it hot, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it could very easily go to K-pop. Yeah, because the costuming of K-pop was really great and is something tangible that the voters can see. Completely. Yeah, I, yeah. If I had to pick, if I had to pick my personal winner, I'd go with K-pop. Um, but I agree. Yep. I think Greg Barnes is going to win for some like it hot. Actually, it sounds like you're agreeing as well. I'm in the same boat. I would love to see K-pop take it because for as many or really as few K-pop opinions as I had, <laughs> that was a hundred percent a thing where I left that show saying I want to wear everything that everybody was wearing on that stage. I thought the costume design of that show was by far and away the best of the season, and it wasn't even close to me. Great. All right, let's move on to best scenic design of a play. The nominees are Miriam Buther for Prima Facie, Andres Goulding and Tim Hatley for Life of Pi, Rachel Halk for Goodnight Oscar, Richard Hudson for Leopoldstadt, and Dane Laffery and Lucy McKinnon for A Christmas Carol. Ashley, what do you have in this category? I just really love A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I want to vote for it in every category. Nothing it's wrong there. it's one I yeah, and it's one I could see winning, but honestly I could see any of these winning. I think they're all really structurally sound, well designed plays. But I am gonna go with a Christmas Carol just because I love the way that they utilize the set. 
Yeah, it really was tremendous. Robbie, what do you have? Same thing. Like the Woo-hoo. Christmas Carol design was again so stunning. It remains stunning. I hope they do it again this year so more people oh, can God, see yes, it. Oh, God, yes, please. I just hope it becomes an annual thing. However, I do want to just point out uh, the Goodnight Oscar design, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. when he's on the the uh, the Tonight Show, yeah. where suddenly it's a padded cell. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. So it just needs to be talked about. However, I think it's going to be a Christmas Carol. Uh, I'm going to, I would, I would pick Christmas Carol myself. I think I'm going to go life of pie. Um, one, because Christmas Carol has been closed for so long. I think it's hard to keep that in the front of mind for a lot of voters and life of pie is still running. So, uh, I'm going to give that the benefit of the doubt here. I don't know. Cause even when we had a Christmas Carol a couple of years ago, different production, it was still winning for like music mm-hmm. and a few yeah. other categories. So I don't know. I don't, but, I feel like that's something that because it's a Christmas Carol, it doesn't actually leave people's brains. But wasn't that was that a was that a pandemic shortened season where Christmas Carol won those things? <laughs> Don't ask me about timing. I believe it or, was, but either yeah. way, you have make a good point. Um, all right, scenic design of a musical: Beowulf Borat for New York, New York; Mimi Lean for Sweeney Todd; Michael Jurgen and Fifty Nine Productions for Camelot; and Scott Pask for Shucked and Scott Pask for Some Like It Hot. Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go first on this one and say what I think should win and I think will win is Beowulf mm-hmm. Board for New York, New York. I feel like this is a runaway mm-hmm. here. I think yeah. they've done a really good job of campaigning. One, I think his set is stunning, but also mm-hmm. they've done a really good job of highlighting the fact that like yeah. all of the backdrops are hand-drawn um, and they've really kind of made that a, po- a part of their campaigning, which I think goes a long way because if you would have told me they were projections, I would have believed you. But they are really, really yeah. fantastic. And I wait, I think the way the set moves in and out uh, is really clever. And, you know, mm-hmm. Beowulf Bort could literally win a Tony for scenic design every year. Um, so <laughs> that's not a will. problem. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with Beowulf in this category. Robbie, what about you? Yeah, it's Beowulf all the way. Again, when I said New York, New York is the most musical yeah. because it's the most of everything, including the set. It's massive and several stories, you know, Um, it's stunning. Ashley, are you going, are you going with this as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. I see. I think you see the amount of hard work that went into the show when you're looking at the set. I think that is, I I think it's absolutely top of the line. It's really stunning. I do think that if they they decide to like spread the love like they do in some years, there's a chance that some like it hot wins because of the rolling Good. doors yeah. and things yeah, like yeah. that. But it's it's Beowulf. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some of the more creative categories and let's go with uh, best orchestrations. The mm. I mean, there we go. The nominees are John Clancy for Kimberly Akimbo. Isn't he like a, a spy novel writer, John Clancy? Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, Tom guy. Clancy. Tom same Clancy. Guy, yeah. It's Tom Clancy. There we go. <laughs> it's um, his brother. Yeah, he does uh, musicals instead. Yeah. Um, Brian Carter and Charlie Rosen for Some Like It Hot. Sam Davis and Daryl Waters for New York, New York. Dominique Falacaro and Bill Sherman for Anne Juliet. And Jason Howland for Shocked. Uh, Ashley, what do you have here? I think I'm going with Anne Juliet. I, I just think the orchestrations in that show are so much fun. And I think you have to have... A, a level of excellent orchestration for a show that is a jukebox musical to remind people that they are seeing so- something other than just watching 
YouTube performances or listening to Spotify. Like it has to be a different level. And I think and Juliet does that. Robbie, what do you think? I think it's going to be Charlie Rosen and Brian Carter. Uh, I love them. Huge big band sound of Some Like It Hot sounds like a traditional musical comedy in the best sense of the word. So mm-hmm. that's why I think they they uh, they win. If I had to pick, I would go with the Angeliet team, but I I think I'm going to agree with you, Robbie, on something mm-hmm. like a hot. This is one of those categories. Remember that the full voting body does not vote on this, just like with the sound awards, because yeah, most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. So mm-hmm. I think this is people who will appreciate kind of like the style. Uh, that you were talking about, Robbie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brian and Charlie for some like it hot. Very fair. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's go to best book of a musical, and the nominees in this category are David West Reed for Anne Juliet, David Lindsay Abair for Kimberly Akimbo, David Thompson and Sharon Washington for New York, New York, Robert Horn for Shucked, and Matthew Lopez and Amber Ruffin for Some Like It Hot. I had thought from the beginning that Robert Horn <laughs> yeah. was going to win this. Um, yeah. He won for Tootsie. But then Matthew Lopez and Amber Ruffin won the Drama Desk. And I don't know what that means. The Drama Desk voters are not exactly the same as the Tony voters. But that really threw a wrench for me because I think the Shucked yeah. campaign has been so good. And Robert has. Horn has been yeah. everywhere that I just thought he was going to win. Um, but I'm not sure where I stand on this one. Ashley, what do you think? And I'm the same, but with David Lindsay a bear. Like I thought for a while he was the runaway. And then I saw Shucked, which I think mm-hmm. it takes it takes a lot for me to compliment Robert Horn after the Tootsie of it all. But that book rules. I love that yeah. show. I laughed the whole time. Robbie can attest. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, there was also somebody in the front row who had the the penguin laugh from uh from Batman, who was just <laughs> Burgess really Meredith, into it. Yeah. Uh, I agree that I think it's going to be Shucked. I think that's where Shucked nice. gets creative love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's who I have. Uh, I would like it to win. I, I don't. I did not like Some Like It Hot as much as Ashley did. Robbie, I don't remember what you have uh, thought I about liked it. it. I saw it actually with Ashley. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Both had a good time. Apparently, I only see shows with you two. Thank um, God, not my husband. <laughs> no, uh, God. Well, <laughs> Len was there. at Some like it hot, at least. That's true, right? Just in a very different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I want to just shout it out because I think the Anne Juliet book is very good. Yes, yes, and yeah, makes absolutely. The best case and love um, David Westreed for a jukebox musical of honestly any that I've seen. Um, and elevates that sort of genre. And Kimberly Kimbo is a great uh, play. play. New York, yeah. New York is yeah, yeah. Uh, the most. Not good. But yeah. uh, Shucked is so funny. It's Shuck and funny. Um, <laughs> like, I don't see a world where it loses. So, Robert Horn, good luck uh, with your second Tony. Yeah. Uh, I still. I still think Matthew Lopez and Amber Ruffin uh, have a shot here. I would not be mad if Amber Ruffin was a Tony winner by any means. Sure. But I I would certainly vote for for Shucked here. All right. (laughs) Best original score. This is where things, I think, start to get interesting here. So this is best original score, music and or lyrics written for the theater. So a lot of the the jukebox musicals, they are not eligible. So this kind of brings some other things in that might not be getting love elsewhere. 
The nominees are Almost Famous, Tom Kitt, Music and Lyrics, Cameron Crowe, Lyrics, Kimberly Akimbo, Janine Tesori, Music, David Lindsay Abair, Lyrics, K-Pop, Helen Park, and Max Vernon for Music and Lyrics, Shucked, Brandy Clark, and Shane McAnally for Music and Lyrics, Some Like It Hot, Mark Shaman, Music and Lyrics, and Scott Whitman, Lyrics. Let's just do this and like, oh, Almost God. Famous, thank you for your service, goodbye yeah. and good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah. K-pop, love you, mean it. I've listened to the the cast album delighted multiple times. To yeah, see them nominated, here. yeah, 100%. delighted to see Helen Park nominated. Absolutely adore Max Vernon. So no, delighted winning. to see it, but it's not winning. Yeah. No, no. So this comes down to Shucked, which I would vote for, but I don't think actually has a shot to win. I don't think, yeah. Which nope. means some like it hot and Kimberly Akimbo. Um, mm-hmm. Robbie, you are the. Uh, you know, cast album music expert amongst us. Mm-hmm. What do you think? The, the how do you think these two shows and these two scores stack up? I think it's Kimberly Akimbo that wins. Um, mm-hmm. I think some like at hot is a return to form for Shaman and Whitman. Uh, back to like a hairspray level uh, after some lesser musicals. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> But Kimberly Akimbo is so well-written and piercing. And recently there was that um, article about Vicki Clark not being able to sing and how they tailored the yeah. score to her uh, new newfound voice, I guess, um, that still just plays like gangbusters. Bonnie Milligan gets two showstoppers. Um, Thank God. Yeah, honestly, thank all of us. Uh, <laughs> and so I, and it's a way to give David, uh, Lindsay a bear, uh, a Tony for the show yeah, because exactly. he won't win for book. Ashley, are you agreeing there? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I agree with the some like it hot of it all. I've kind of always said it's really going to depend. I, like it could go either way as far as best musical and best original score of. You know, the one or the other could receive one or the other or both. Kimberly Akimbo could win best musical and some like the hot could win best original score or the reverse. Um, but I think Kimberly Akimbo is the better score. And I think, as Robbie said, I think it's really tailored to its performers in ways that some like it hot is not. I did not think Some Like It Hot's score was very good. I thought it was derivative not only of, of Shaman and Whitman themselves, um, but also like B-level, maybe C-level versions oh. of their own stuff. I also didn't really like the score for Kimberly Akimbo. I thought it was yeah, a, lot of, a lot of songs that are melodies, at least, that felt like they were things that Janine had chosen not to use in Fun Home, um, which is not a bad thing because I think the Fun Home score is great and I love Janine Tesori, but it, it just wasn't her best for me. So I would – with all my heart would vote for Shuck, but I do agree that I think Kimberly Akimbo is going to win this one. All right, let's go to best choreography. The nominees, because there had to be five, Stephen Hoggett for Sweeney Todd, uh, Casey Nicholas for Some Like It Hot, Susan Stroman for New York, New York, and Jennifer Weber twice, once for Anne Juliet and once for K-pop. Uh, Ashley, what do you have winning here? Going Sweeney Todd. <laughs> no. Um, oh, my God. I don't know. Obviously, I'm between Casey and Stroh, right. and I don't know which way they're going to go with it. My assumption is that it will be Casey because yeah. the show is better. Um, 
Yeah. And I, and I don't really have strong opinions for it either. As much as I love both of them, I feel that could be a very difficult split, but I do think that Casey will take it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, this is actually something where I, I think Casey's the right winner. Um, I would pick yeah. Stroh just because I love Stroh, but like, of course. If, if for, if for nothing else other than that chase scene, like, yeah. I think that's pretty Scooby-Doo, special. Baby. Yeah, so yeah. I, w- I would actually go with with Casey, and and that's who I'm predicting. What about you, Robbie? I mean, that, it's it's Casey's. He's been gunning for a choreography Tony yeah. forever, and it's time. Wow. And and my God, there's so much to happen in that show. Yeah, those yeah yeah, yeah. poor performers must be exhausted. <laughs> um, <laughs> that chase scene's impeccable, and it's great. because of it, like voters will remember that. Yeah. And the only thing that New York, New York on that level of that tap chase scene that some like a hot hats would be the, um, you know, the skyscraper tap dance number Mm -hmm. on the beams. I'm sorry. I'm counting here. I believe this is Casey's seventh choreography nomination does not have a win. He's got a ton of That's wins. Really yeah. so ridiculous. He, yeah. He he's got a ton of other nominations for Best Direction without a win, but he did have yeah. the win for Book of Mormon. So yeah. um yeah, so great. Good for him. That's so wow. It's time. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to best direction of a play. We'll get back to best direction of a musical here in a second. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Casey again, I'm sure. But best direction of a play, Sahim Ali for Fat Ham, Joe Bonney for Cost of Living, Jamie Lloyd for A Doll's House, Patrick Marber for Leopoldstadt, Stevie Walker-Webb for Ain't No Mo, and Max Webster for Life of Pi. Um <laughs> If I, if I was, if I was picking, I would go Joe Bonnie for cost of living, but that show seems to be completely and utterly forgotten by everybody this spring. Yeah, totally. And it was so so great. And it's one of my favorite plays. And I thought the production was stunning, phenomenal. And the people that should have been nominated were, um, but it really has kind of faded away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to pick Joe Bonnie to win. I'm, I'm torn between Patrick Marber and and Max Webster. Leopold Stott is, in my opinion, spoiler alert, almost assuredly going to win best play. But Max Mm -hmm. Webster, as the director of Life of Pi, has all of the different elements that I think might give uh, him a a little bit of a leg up. So I think I'm going to go Max Webster, although it's splitting hairs for me between him and Patrick Marber, but I'll go Max Webster just because of the complexity of everything that goes on in Life of Pi. Robbie, what about Mm -hmm. you? So for me, Life of Pi wasn't received well. And so for that alone, I don't think that he wins. Um, For me, it comes down to Stevie Walker Webb, Ain't No Mo, which Mm -hmm. was superbly directed. Um, and, uh, Leopold shot Patrick Marber. And again, I think it's going to be what wins best play and the director led that. And so I think it's Mm -hmm. Patrick Marber who wins, but I think that Stevie Walker Webb should win. That is my exact opinion. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think Leopoldstadt is beautiful. And I think you're right. I think it is going to win best play. Um, and so much of that has to do with the direction. I mean, I think it's what getting a limited series or something coming up soon. It has a lot of momentum in terms of both the production and the way that the production was stylized and led. So I, I feel like 
it's Patrick's to lose, but there are a lot of options here where it could go right. to. And I, I really wouldn't be mad with any of these people winning. Yeah. Right. Not, Many worthy options, but yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I will say life of Pi wasn't poorly received. I'm just on, did they like it? Like it had 10 positive yeah. reviews and four mixed. I, I think it's just one of those shows that it, it hasn't resonated long term like i think it kind of has gotten overlooked since it opened at like the end of march and then a bunch of really fun stuff opened uh in april although leopold stopped like opened everything in the fall. opened in march and april that's the thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i it, i just it just hasn't hasn't had the staying power but it was well received but i think more oh this was good rather than oh my god this is great exactly. kind of responses yeah. but um, all right, so let's go to Best Direction of a Musical. We have Michael Arden for Parade, Lear de Bessonet for Into the Woods, Casey Nicoloff for Some Like It Hot, Jack O'Brien for Shucked, and Jessica Stone for Kimberly Akimbo. I honestly, if you t- told me any of these five won, I would be okay with it. Um, yeah. I think that these are all <laughs> much like the direction category that you guys both voiced. Really tremendous um, he- uh, jobs here. Um, I... <laughs> I, I'm I'm torn on this one as well. I would go Michael Arden for my pick because I think that this this production, while simplistic in its kind of concert like staging, is really innovative and really uh, emotionally packed. Uh, but Casey Nicola has a lot of momentum. Uh, Casey won, uh, or no, Casey did not win the drama desk. Tommy Kale won the drama desk somehow, but Casey Nicola has won a lot of the other, yeah, a lot of the other precursor awards. I think I'm going to stick with Casey, even though my personal pick would be Parade and Michael Arden. What about you, Ashley? I still haven't seen Parade. Um, so it's okay. Robbie, what do you think? I'm just kidding. Okay, great. Thank you. But my my inclination is to say Michael Arden. I think, uh, you know, helming a revival of something that's been so heavily anticipated and desired and one that is as great as this one seems to be, that's that's to me the undertaking of the year. And everyone I know that has seen the show has come away from it saying, that was one of the most beautiful and difficult things I've ever seen. And you can't do that without exceptional directing. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, what are you going with? It's Michael Arden's time. Should which be. is yeah. why he will win. He's also four mm-hmm. for four on Broadway of reinventing things. Yeah. Spring mm-hmm. Awakening. Yeah. Once on this island, Christmas Carol, Parade. And every single one was wildly reinvented from its original. And wildly different from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Plus his Joseph concert, which, I mean, just plop that right on Broadway, please. (laughs) So I think it's Michael's The End. I, I hope that you're right. Tell my uncle not to worry. Tell the reaper not to hurry. Make the hangman stop his drumming. Cause I'm coming into town to win the day. Somehow I haven't with my scheming. Screwed things up beyond redeeming. And we're finally on our way. And no, this isn't over. Hell, it's just begun.
All right, let's go on to best performance by a featured actor in a musical. We have Kevin Cahoon from Shocked, Justin Cooley for Kimberly Akimbo, Kevin Delagula for Some Like It Hot, Jordan Donica for Camelot, and Alex Newell for Shocked. Is anybody not picking Alex Newell here? We're picking Alex Newell, obviously. No, we're all independently <laughs> we're, <owned>. and operated <laughs> and nominated. Yeah. All right. Oh, good. I, I love, 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 love. And I will yeah. be, I will be very I, great nominees, but I will be very, <laughs> very disappointed if Alex Newell doesn't win. And honestly, shocked uh, yeah. if, they, if they don't win as well. Of course. All right, so let's go to best performance by a featured actress in a musical: Julia Lester for Into the Woods, Ruthie Ann Miles for Sweeney Todd, Bonnie Milligan for Kimberly Akimbo, Natasha Yvette Williams for Some Like It Hot, and Betsy Wolf for Anne Juliet. To I me. Repeat. To me, there are only two people who can win this award. Um, Bonnie Milligan has had all of the momentum since before the show even announced its Broadway transfer. Betsy Wolf, I think, is is in second just because everybody loves Betsy Wolf. She does a great performance as Anne Hathaway and April in Angeliette, and she's been campaigning really well, and everybody around Angeliette has been campaigning really well. But I, again, would be surprised uh if bonnie doesn't win not as much as if alex didn't win but i, I right. think bonnie is the the right answer here i'll be i'll be livid i just have to say i think yeah it's bonnie yeah robbie i assume you agree as well you already know i think it's bonnie <laughs> i was I gonna say also obligated but even if yeah. you weren't perfect fully not obligated but she's <laughs> so brilliant also the fact that she wasn't nominated for Head Over Heels is ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. she's superb in the show, but also she's on my album. So, so again, okay. <laughs> I I will say the only the, the only devil's advocate thing because I'm I still think it's gonna be Bonnie, but like Betsy Wolf is somebody who is beloved in the community, and this is her first nomination. Uh, of course as well so like i i think there's there is a, a certain segment of this like we'll never see the breakdown of votes but like i think it's going to be closer than a lot of people imagine even though i do think that uh that bonnie will win moving I on i don't to- think it's going to be closer because i think kimberly akimbo still has all the momentum as opposed to Anne juliet which i'm sure again will win some things and i hope it does because i love it but I I can't imagine, and I will be frankly distrustful of voters if Bonnie Milligan isn't winning the Tony here. Yeah. All right. Best performance by a featured actor in a play, Jordan E. Cooper for Ain't No Mo, Samuel L. Jackson for The Piano Lesson, Arian Moyad for A Doll's House, Brandon Uranowitz for Leopoldstadt, and David Zayas for Cost of Living. Uh, Robbie, wh- where are you going here? So I think it's going to be Brandon. Uh, Brandon mm, Uranowitz mm-hmm. for Leopold Shot, who is sort of the anchor of the play and is giving a superb performance. And he's yeah. also somebody who's given superb performances in so many things. Now, mm-hmm. having said all that, the possible upset for me is Jordan E. Cooper for yes, Ain't No please, Mo. Thank you. As both playwright, and it's the same thing I said about David Lindsay Abair. Um and the fact that he'll win for the score of Kimberly Akimbo, but not his book. Um, Jordan was so excellent in Ain't No Mo um, mm-hmm. and also wrote it. So it's like a twofer sort of situation. Yeah. Um, there's a very good chance that he walks away with it. Ashley, where are you going? 
That's exactly where I'm going. I often follow Robbie Rizzo wherever he goes, and that what is the episode saying, I want. Yeah. What we're saying is Ashley and I, you can catch us in Sideshow. <laughs> so packed. We're, we're ready. Yeah, the mermaid in. <laughs> beefs and boards in Indianapolis. So you're saying oh Brand, Brand, you're saying Brandon Uranowitz wins, but you want it to be Jordan, or do you think Jordan's going to win? I think I, there's an outside yeah. chance that I Jordan just, wins. Yeah. I think there's an outside chance too, and I would love that upset. And I do, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's the way to reward and honor his work in at least one category where both yeah. were well deserved. Mm-hmm. So, just so I have you on the record, Ashley, who is, is your prediction to actually win? Uh, nobody. It's going to be a tie. No, okay. um, <laughs> I, hmm, I, I'm going to go with Jordan E. Cooper to be bold. Okay. Good for you. Thanks. All right. Um, I would actually love it if David Zayas won, because again, I think Cost of Living has been overlooked. But I I I have not seen Leopold Stott, so this is just me saying like Brandon Uranowitz deserves a Tony because he's amazing in everything. This is his fourth nomination, uh, does not have a win Mm -hmm. yet. So like I am very happy to to see Brandon Uranowitz. The the Falsettos reunion with him and Betsy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I actually mentioned that in another episode that's going to be coming out, uh, later this week, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Brandon Uranowitz in this one. All right, let's go with best performance by a featured actress in a play. Nikki Crawford for Fat Ham, Crystal Lucas Perry for Ain't No Mo, Miriam Silverman for The Sign of Sidney Brewstein's Window, Katie Sullivan for Cost of Living, and Kara Young for Cost of Living. For me, like, there's a lot of people in this category that I think could win or should win. All of yeah. the momentum right here is going in Miriam Silverman's direction. Um, she, because the drama desk do genderless categories, she won in this category with Brandon Uranowitz. So I, I think she's got mm-hmm. the momentum and I think she's pulling away, even though, to be quite honest, if we were picking a best performance by a featured actress in a play from the Sign and City Brewstein's window, I would go with Gus Burney. But I, my prediction mm. will be Miriam Silverman, even though, I would love if if Kara won or Nikki won or mm-hmm. or, um, or or Crystal or Katie. I, honestly, I'd be fine with any of them. But I think love I'm leaning all. towards Miriam Silverman. Ashley, where are you going here? This is a category this year where I genuinely don't know where the voters are going to go, and I I feel like you're correct. On Miriam Silverman, my favorite performances were Katie Sullivan and Carrie Young. Carrie Young is always my favorite actor on a stage. Um, and I thought the two of them were really the heart and soul of Cost of Living. I, it could go to anybody and I wouldn't be mad, though. It's just a difficult category, I think. Yeah. Robbie, who are you picking? Crystal Lucas Perry. Good. Love that. Crystal Lucas Perry was incredible in Ain't No Mo and Correct. her final character uh, is Ugh. seared in me, especially back to back with the sort of real housewife that she played in mm-hmm. like one <laughs> scene prior yeah. um, who suddenly changed accents halfway through, uh, which was <laughs> As is right. and so yeah. funny. But then like to do a full 180 to the, the, incor- the, the prisoner, um, was I didn't realize it was the same person at first. Yeah, that's, that's fair. how yeah. great she was. 
Remarkable. Yep. So, so Ashley, just to clarify, you are going Miriam here, right? Uh, yeah, okay. I guess. All right, that's fine. <laughs> The thing is, I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't, well, thank you. I didn't see Sydney Brewstein's window. So I kind of have to go in momentum for this. Right. Where if I was picking the performances that I enjoyed the most, it would either be Crystal, Katie, or Kara, but I can't (laughs) narrow them down. Good alliteration, though. All right, let's move over to best performance by a leading actor in a musical, Christian Borle for Some Like It Hot. Okay. Jay Harrison G for Some Like It Hot. Josh Groban for Sweeney Todd. Brian Darcy James for Into the Woods. Ben Platt for Parade. And Colton Ryan for New York, New York. So, um, okay. Uh, Robbie, who do you have winning Damn. this one? Benjamin Platt. Yes, oh. please. Thank you, please. Uh, all right. He's, uh, he's exquisite in the show. He, yes. Uh, Ashley, are you, is this your prediction as well? Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, you know, unless something goes weird or, I mean, mm-hmm. if for that matter, if J. Harrison G, yeah. decide, you know, if the voters decide that this is a, we're going to mm-hmm. ignore the gendered category situation of it all and reward based on that. And that's not to say that I didn't think J. Harrison G was amazing because they were, uh, but Ben has a lot of momentum. They both do. And I think Ben's performance has been continuously without fail upheld through mm-hmm. everything for every reason. I think Ben Platt is head and shoulders the the best performance uh, of this season in this category. I think Jay Harrison G is going to win. Um, Interesting. Jay, Jay has won most of the precursor awards, won the Drama Desk along with Annalie Ashford, which we're going to get to next. My God. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to, I like my thoughts in this are probably something that could get me in trouble. But as like you oh, said, great. Ashley, like Jay Harrison G is great. I think that they are fantastic. They blew the, I guess there was no roof. They blew the awning off of the Richard Rogers at the ham for ham. I was at the other, uh, the other week, oh, but yeah. I think that there's going to be some political voting here where they see, not only Alex Newell in the featured category, but Jay Harrison G in the lead category. I think that that's going to garner them some votes um, similar to a few years ago when uh, um, oh, when Ali Stroker won over who I thought Amber Gray was a yeah, far superior performance. On that. Yeah. So, so I, I I would vote for Ben Platt in a heartbeat, um, uh, but I think it's going to be Jay. I I don't. Okay. Uh, because I think they're going to reward Alex and just say, see, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Well, let's go over to best performance by a leading actress in a musical. Uh, the nominees are Annalie Ashford for Sweeney Todd, Sarah Bareilles for Into the Woods, Victoria Clark for Kimberly Akimbo, Lorna Courtney for Anne Juliet, and Michaela Diamond for Parade. Piggybacking on the fact that I think Ben Platt gave by far the best performance in his category – I think Michaela Diamond gave the best performance of the season in a musical as far as I'm concerned. Uh, however, mm. I, I I don't think she's going to win. I think it's going to be Vicki Clark. But I got to tell you, Annalie Ashford has a lot of momentum that I, as much as I adore her, I adore Annalie Ashford. Robbie, the, the New Year's Eve album that you all put out over at Broadway Records mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. It is unhinged perfection. Yeah. I love it. 
She did. There's your new bio, Robbie, Unhinged Perfection. That's honestly the name of my next show. There yeah, you go. Easy. Um, but like, <laughs> Annalise not acting. Like, Annalise is doing Annalise. Like, there's nothing that really connects to Mrs. Lovett for me in this. Like, she's just ramping up her own onstage persona to 11 or 12. So I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure why she's getting on this level. It was great. It was entertaining. Like I enjoyed it. But like when we're talking about best performance, well, I think that's by an, why. Yeah. But like uh, compared to Michaela and Vicky, like I, I'm kind of uh, at a loss, but I'm going to stick with Vicky Clark because she is, you know, a legend in her own right. And, uh, and a Tony winner. And all already, the rights. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm going to stick with Vicky, even though, coming on the outside is is Annalie Ashford. So keep an eye on that. What do you think, Ashley? I was really stuck for a while of whether I thought it was going to be Annalie, Vicky, or Michaela. And I think all performances have extreme virtues of why they could win. And that's not to say Sarah and Lorena aren't deserving as well, because yeah. I think all five performances are really great in shows that I very much enjoyed, other than Parade, which I still haven't seen, not to mention it again. Um, I do think it will be Victoria Clark, though. I think she's had the momentum for most of the run until Sweeney started to campaign harder. I think her performance is better. And I think Kimberly Akimbo in general as a show is being more allotted for its performances versus the musical as a whole. Obviously it's also being, you know, um, propped up for its music and the production, but Sweeney, maybe not so much. I think people who enjoy Sweeney self-included are enjoying Sweeney because it's Sweeney and the the performances and really most of the other aspects of it are kind of secondary. And I don't think that's the case with Vicki Clark. Robbie, where are you coming down? Yeah. My head tells me that it's Vicki and she's exceptional in the show. Yeah. You do not for one minute say that's not a 16 year old girl. However, my heart wants it to be Sarah so much because oh, she yeah. was wonderful. Agreed. She found laughs in the show that have not always been there. And, you know, when you grow up watching uh, Joanna Gleason and just having that seared inside of you for, for somebody to come along and do it as well as Sarah did and find new things was uh, a joy. And it also just proved yeah. what a great actress she is not yeah. just of her own stuff, but like she's great. Like, yeah, she was incredible. I will, I will so, say this. It's yeah, it's Vicky. I, I will say this. If she could have transferred with it, I would have been championing Heather Headley in this category. Uh, but she had to go film her TV show for Netflix, I believe. Uh, <sighs> Magnolias. Yeah. But, sure. um, but yeah, now, I, do you think th- that the witch would have been in Best Actress or Best Featured? I believe Patina was in the lead actress category, if, but going by the 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 rulings that the not the administration committee huh. set out. One because she was above the above the title, and, and Heather sure. Headley would have still been as well. And I don't believe they moved her down. And I. I can go back and check while we're talking here uh, no, the rulings, so. but I believe I believe Patina was in the lead categories. Hmm. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah. So, all right, let's go to best performance by a leading actor in a play. Uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II for Top Dog Underdog, Corey Hawkins for Top Dog Underdog, Sean Hayes for Goodnight Oscar, Stephen McKinley Henderson for Between Riverside and Crazy, and Wendell Pierce for Death of a Salesman. I will just say, it. I think Sean Hayes is going to win here. I would personally pick Wendell Pierce. I think think it might be a little awkward when the one white guy uh, amongst four uh, black other nominees is the one to win. But like, he's the only one with momentum. Uh, he's the only one in a show that is currently running, which I think plays a pretty big deal uh, in terms of the voting here. Uh, like I said, he's I would also go with- playing the entire Rhapsody in Blue. Correct. Every yeah, night. But, but is that acting? I mean, like from memory. Yeah, he was also a classically trained pianist. Like he went to school for sure. music. So, but like, but yes, so, that's he's. Uh, did you see the show? I did not. So I, I, oh, I'm not saying anything in terms of the performance. Spectacular in the show. Okay. Um, his acting is so far away from Jack McFarland. He's wonderful in it, um, and he he. It's an excellent performance in a good play. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. has said the what brings this show to life is not only Sean Hayes, but his piano at the end, which mm-hmm. is is hard for me to like include that in the acting thing. But I guess it's you know I'm sure he's doing something you know, the with the piano as well, right? Exactly. So um, I have not seen that. I saw all the other ones. Uh, like I said, I would go Wendell Pierce here, but I, I don't think that anybody other than Sean has any momentum in this category. I. <sighs> That's tricky for me. I think I agree. Um, I think certainly, again, so much of this year has to do with momentum. I think Sean is definitely in the lead. And I think, I think his performance was significantly better than the play itself. A while ago, I would have said Stephen McKinley Henderson because he did have the momentum, but it is so far in the past at this point that I do think it's going to be Sean Hayes. And as far as top dog underdog, which I mean, of these was my favorite play of the year. I think they're just going to split the vote. Yeah, I, I think Steven is the one who is going to come in second here if there's anybody else. And I mean, Wendell, Corey, and Yaya all are major TV stars and movie stars who are off doing other things right now. Sean is also an, obviously a, a major star in his own right, but he's here. He's the only one doing the show right now. And Wendell, yeah. Yaya, and Corey haven't really been campaigning. Not that Steven has much that I've seen, but like everybody loves Steven and Kenley Henderson. So um, yeah. I just think it all kind of lines up for Sean. Yeah. All right. Best performance by a leading actress in a play. Interestingly, only four in this category. Jessica Chastain for A Doll's House. Jodie Comer for Prima Facie. Jessica Hecht for Summer 1976. And Otter McDonald for Ohio State Murders. Interestingly here, uh, Otter McDonald has the most Tony Awards of any performer. She has no shot in this category. As she should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she has, if you remember... Uh, one of the Tonys when James Corden hosted, like her and Jessica Hecht had this, like, uh, or no, it was her and Laura Lenny. That's right. Never mind. Never yind. Yeah. I'll skip. It was the other person in 1976. <laughs> but, but so <laughs> she's, she's nominated. I don't think she has a shot here. It comes down to Jessica nope. Chastain and Jodie Comer, who uh, at this point, I, I don't know who I, I yeah. would pick to win. Like I, I, don't I would be very happy with either of them winning because I think they both give such incredible performances in very different, Ways because Jodie Comer is a frenetic performance in Prima Facie. It is always going, it is going 
back and forth between dialogue and direct address to like internal monologue where Jessica Chastain is literally sitting on a chair and looking forward almost the entire time. (laughs) Um, They're just very different performances. I'm probably going to predict Jessica Chastain, but in my heart, like I would be very comfortable with either of these two winning. Um, Oh, I think it's going to be Jody. Do you? Okay, good. I'm I'm glad to have the discussion on that. Why why do you think that Robbie? Tough. I, because there's so much back and forth and shifting. Um, and because she's, she, she's not just sitting. I think there's just <laughs> no, more no to her performance. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, so I, I think that's what pushes her over. I think the thing that I probably leans me in Jessica's direction is that. A Doll's House is probably going to win, and we'll get to this here in a second, Best Revival of a Play, but Prima Facie mm-hmm. wasn't even nominated for Best Play. So, yeah. I, it, right. it, and again, yeah, the, that's where I'm leaning. The demographic, demographics of the Tony nominators is far different than the demographics of the Tony voters, so I get that. Um, but I also feel like the Tony voters, they love them a classic, and even though Amy Herzog's script for a doll's house is much different than than Chekhov's version uh, i think it gives her a little bit of an edge but if if jody comer it becomes an emmy and a tony winner halfway to an egot i'm certainly not going to argue yes please uh ashley where are you going to come down in terms of prediction i do feel like that's the gap the fact that prima facie wasn't nominated and that is entirely jody's performance i feel like voters are going to look at that and say well this play was great but it doesn't exist for me to vote for so it makes sense to vote for jody where i think you're right and we'll get to it in a second i think the doll's house is going to win revival and that's where the split might end up happening is that they'll give it to Doll's House, but not Jessica, and they'll give it to Jody instead. And I'm happy with that. I mean, that performance completely knocked me over. So you are also going Jody Comer here. I'm going Jody Comer. Okay, cool. I love it. Um, all right, so let's get into the production categories and wrap this up. Best revival of a play, A Doll's House, uh, which actually would earn Amy Herzog a Tony Award, even though it is a revival. This is a new version, so she would actually, she's the only one in this category that would win a Tony. Um, so A Doll's House with Amy Herzog, The Piano Lesson, The Sign and City Brewstein's Window, and Top Dog Underdog. Uh, all right, Robbie, let's start with you. What do you have winning in this category? Um, I think it's going to be The Sign and City Brewstein's Window. Really? Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, because of uh, Lorraine Hansberry and the fact that it never made it to Broadway originally. I I just well, it um, did run on oh, it no, did I'm run sorry, on Broadway. Yes, yeah, she, but it wasn't very long. She, it was yeah, right. Um, uh, so whoop, back me up. Yeah, yeah uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be that because of the of the playwright and the fact that she died during the original run of it when she was 34. Um, it just, it feels, and because it's so sort of um, uh, heralded, I, I think that's the reason it wins. I was, I was actually surprised the reviews were not as enthusiastic as I thought they would be. Uh, and so I went, when I saw it, I was kind of like expecting it to be just a fine revival, but I was thoroughly engaged and and captivated by that show. Uh, it mm-hmm. just shows you again that even, as you mentioned, Larry Hansberry, who really wasn't 
able to work on the show. If she was in the hospital when the show opened on Broadway, she like died three days after it closed. So like she never mm-hmm. was able to kind of finish this, but you can still look at it and go, Oh my God, like she's brilliant. Like just the skill and no the insight and the, the, the ability is amazing. And the performances are all great. So is it, is it a raisin in the sun? No. Could have, could it have been? I don't, probably not, Maybe. but it could have been really, really damn good um, if she'd mm-hmm. had the chance to kind of refine it. So I don't think that's going to win. As I said, I think a doll's house is going to win. But um, yeah, I, I'd I love really, to see it win. Yeah, I really, really liked Simon Sidney Brewstein's window. Uh, actually, wh- what are you going to do in terms of prediction here? Yeah, I would love to see Sidney Brewstein win, but I, like I just said, I think it's going to be a doll's house. Yeah, and you and I saw Top Dog Underdog together and thought like, "Oh my god, this is going to be the best thing god, we see all it. year." And it was yeah, great. And, and then neither of and us then are going 25 more things <laughs> opened. So. Yeah. Uh all right, so let's go best revival of a musical. Camelot, thank you for playing. Into the Woods, Parade, and Sweeney Todd, also thank you for playing. Like, I don't see <laughs> there any being any way that Parade doesn't win, do, is there? I can't imagine. Yeah. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Um, parade for best revival. So let's go to the biggies. Best play, Ain't No Mo. Between Riverside and Crazy, Cost of Living, Fat Ham, and Leopoldstadt. Here's what's interesting here. We yeah. have three Pulitzer Prize winning plays out of these five. And I and I'm not picking any of the Pulitzer Prize winners to win. Yep, same. Um, yeah, I would, right. Again, I would probably side with Cost of Living or Fat Ham if I was voting. But I mean, I think it's going to be Tom Stoppard and Leopold Stott. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's, and it's it should absolutely. be absolutely. Yeah, I didn't see it, so this is not me. I I, I, I did not see Leopold Stott. So uh, everybody's saying it's great. I believe them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. but it is kind of it is kind of crazy that. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it is not eligible for a Pulitzer Prize because it's not about the yeah. American life. So, and not American, but um, it, it is just kind of interesting. All right. So let's go to best musical, the big award of the night, the thing that could legitimately change the future of, uh, of whatever production wins. The nominees are Anne Juliet, Kimberly Akimbo, New York, New York, Shucked, and Some Like It Hot. Through our conversations, I feel like we can all agree that Anne Juliet, as much as we all uh, seem to really enjoy it, doesn't doesn't really have Mm -hmm. a chance. New York, New York, while we all found elements to like, we all kind of thought the show itself was kind of meh. Um, So those two are out. Down to then Kimberly Akimbo, Shucked, and Some Like It Hot. I. I, I, I'm still kind of struggling. Like yeah. Kimberly Akimbo, I think is going to win, but the some like a hot momentum seems to be real. And I would have picked Shucked to win. So I, I think I'll stick with Kimberly Akimbo, but like, I, I will not be surprised. Although honestly, I will be disappointed if some like a hot wins. Uh, what about you, Robbie? I think it's going to be Kimberly Akimbo. It's the one that feels, um, uh, special. In a way, yeah, yes. In a way that the others don't necessarily, you know, it feels like there's something of a message there, uh, and it's so beautifully it's the odd one out done, yeah, in in the best way, which yeah, is, exactly. I think, right? It's it's uh, I think what wins for sure. In, in looking back, like if we go back to like 
I guess 2012, which is now going to be 11 seasons ago, and you look at the shows that win Best Musical, when there is something between big and flashy and smaller and artsy, smaller and artsy wins. You have Once winning over Newsies and Nice Work, if you can get it. Uh, Kinky Boots, there wasn't anything small and and artsy, although that did win over Matilda, which was kind of big and artsy. But you've got Gentleman's Guide. Yeah. You've got Fun Home. Hamilton was mm-hmm. probably more artsy, but you know, it was big. Then you had Dear Evan Hansen, which was smaller than like Groundhog Day or come from, well, you know, uh, Bands Visit, Town, Moulin Rouge is a weird situation because that was COVID, A Strange Loop. So I think Kimberly Akimbo fits in that as well. That This is mm-hmm. where the voters are going. So that is the one thing that I kind of like stick to and be like, okay, give it to Kimberly yeah. Akimbo, which I liked, didn't love, but I certainly enjoyed far more than I did some like it hot. So Ashley, are you riding the, the KA train? Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, seconding what I said earlier of one could win score versus the other. I do think, I think Tony voters, whether it actually ends up happening or not, do try and pick the thing that feels a little bit more unique. And important. Um, and, and important. And that is, I would absolutely. And, you you know, even talking about some like it hot and I know I don't necessarily feel the same way, but I know that you felt it's a little samey. And as you use derivative before, yeah. um, so it is something that even though it was incredibly well nominated, incredibly liked um, and has many elements, it will probably win a lot of Tonys, I think. People are going to look at that and say, yeah, it was a fun time, but is it, is it the special thing that Kimberly Akimbo is? And it, it definitely isn't. And I think everyone else is kind of going to agree with that too. Yeah, I, I agree. I will say, uh, it does have uh, <laughs> some like a hotline account. I will say, Some Like It Hot has <laughs> Some Like It Hot has twelve nominations. You know what other recent show also had twelve nominations? Thirteen. Thirteen. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. I'm Thir- counting. Thirteen. Yeah. I was, yeah. Um, Some Like It Hot has thirteen nominations in twelve categories. Um, a, a show that also had nominations Slave in twelve play. categories. Um, mean Girls, Mean Girls, the musical, um, which oh, is a show I love. All, all very similar shows. Like, well, I'm just saying, like, like, like hot and Mean Girls, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, sure. the 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 large numbers of nominations does not necessarily mean it's going to win. Oh yeah, I of do course. think that this is going to have some wins, but we will see. Um, let I'm going to end this on a question that I did not prep either of you for, but Robbie Rozelle, well, let's start with you. What sure. will be the 2024 Tony winner for Best Musical? Oh my God! Uh, I have to even think about what's coming oh, in. God. Next we don't season. know. I, I, we don't. I mean, not, very few things have been announced. We've we've obviously got Here Lies Love, which I think will be considered a new musical. Um, sure. Uh, Back to the Future, uh, Once Upon a mm. One More Time. Those are the only musicals that have like that we know are opening for sure. Olympica. Um, but well, that, not, that hasn't but, announced. But I, but I want it, so that's I mean, it, my choice. It will. Uh, <laughs> I'm just bursting in. I'm saying Olympica. But there's some other things like The Wiz, um, maybe. Well, The Wiz would be a revival. That's yeah. true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you know, there's some other there's, things circling Heart of Rock and Roll swept away. something in Atlanta away. right now. Um, um, how to Dance in oh, Ohio. Yeah, uh, chocolate. What called? No. Well, the one in Atlanta right now is uh, for, water, for Water Like Chocolate. Is that what it is? Water that, for Elephants. Water for Elephants. Um, yes. Yeah. So that oh, one we were kind really of close. Water Dance in Ohio was really close. Wow. Close. 
this is whoa. This is a mess. Um, uh, <laughs> I think like if it's if it's those three, it's here lies love. But if Lampika comes in, great. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Over bitches. Good. Finally. <laughs> at last. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been right. I've been saying like I think I said at one point like Limpika would be the 2019 <laughs> winner for Tony. Well, no, 2020 I think great. is what I said. But Miss um, Cleo, yeah. yeah. Oh god, well, I mean, even worse. Yeah, a pandemic kind of ruined that <laughs> for know. me. So a little uh, bit, yeah. So I'm going to stick with Limpika, but here lies love. I think it'll be really interesting. It'll be it'll mm-hmm. be fun to see if we get a, yeah. a, a Gatsby, which Gatsby, who knows? Oh, yeah. right, the like seventeen. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's that Idina Menzel musical Wild. Yep, that was uh, in in California, I believe. Or no, that was at Cambridge, right? It uh, played ART. Yeah, yeah, at Cambridge. Then there's there's the Notebook that could come in at some point. Uh, mm, so so who knows? Yeah. Ashley, where 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 are you going right now? Lampika, I already okay. said it. Why don't you yeah. listen to me? Yeah, well, obviously. Y- yeah. If it if it happens, and we're still kind of waiting to see what happens with Here Lies Love, but that seems like it would be the front runner otherwise. Yeah, there's also Wonderful World, the Louis Armstrong musical that wants to come in. There's a La La Land musical sure. adaptation, oh, Midnight right. in the Garden, Midnight yeah. in the Garden of Good and Evil, the JRB is working on. So there's a lot of interesting things. Don't know if they'll all come in this season, uh, mm-hmm. but lots of interesting stuff on the horizon for us to look forward to. So yeah. um, that's where we will wrap it up. We will be tallying these up. And I will let you know who had the most correct answers on our post Tony Awards episode. And then we'll figure out some way to honor the winner uh, when I'm in town in, in August. But oh, Robbie, if honor people bestowed just by your presence. That's obviously. true. Um, Robbie, for people who somehow do not follow you on social media, where can they find you? Um, you can find me uh, on all platforms at Diva Robbie. And you and can find my album on Spotify. I was going to say, and when can they find you at Birdland? June 29th at 8.30 with special guest Liz Calloway, Mauricio Martinez, Ari Axelrod. Amazing. I just Special guests in the audience, Ashley Steves. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> just had Mauricio here uh, in the podcast feed oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Liz Calloway, an absolute legend. So very excited about that. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me at Birdland at Robbie's concert on the 29th, <laughs> or you can find me on Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, you can find me at BWW Matt. That is all that we have. Enjoy the rest of your Tony's week. Enjoy the show. We don't still know what the hell this show is going to be, but it will be, I'm sure, completely buttoned up and completely professional, That's... like all things Tony related. It always. I are. thought you were talking about the podcast for a second. Also true. No. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so ha- have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you um, like almost immediately after the Tonys. Yeah.